Palm Sunday Prayer Psalm chapter 22 All who see me jeer at me. They sneer and wag their heads. He trusted himself to Yahweh. Let Yahweh set him free. Let him deliver him, as he took so much delight in him. A pack of dogs surrounds me, a gang of billions closing in on me, as if to hack off my hands and my feet. I can count every one of my bones while they look on and gloat. They divide my garments among them and cast lots of my clothing. Yahweh, do not hold aloof. My strength, come quickly to my help. I shall proclaim your name to my brothers. Praise you in full assembly. You who fear Yahweh, praise him, all the race of Jacob. Honor him, revere him, all the race of Israel. Reading the Word First reading, Isaiah chapter 50 Lord Yahweh has given me a disciple's tongue for me to know how to give a word of comfort to the weary. Morning by morning, he makes my ear alert to listen like a disciple. Lord Yahweh has opened my ear, and I have not resisted. I have not turned away. I have offered my back to those who struck me, my cheeks to those who plucked my beard. I have not turned my face away from insult and spitting. Lord Yahweh comes to my help. This is why insult has not touched me. This is why I have set my face like flint and know that I shall not be put to shame. Second reading, Romans chapter 8. Who, being in the form of God, did not count equality with God, something to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of slave, becoming as human beings are, and being in every way like a human being. He was humbler, hate, even to accepting death, death on a cross. And for this, God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all other names, so that all beings in the heavens, on the earth, and in the underworld should bend the knee at the name of Jesus, and that every tongue should acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Gospel Matthew chapter 27 Jesus then was brought before the governor, and the governor put to him this question, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, It is you who say it. 
But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he refused to answer at all. Pilate then said to him, Do you not hear how many charges they have made against you? But to the governor's amazement, he offered not a word in answer to any of the charges. At festival time, it was the governor's practice to release a prisoner for the people, anyone they chose. Now there was then a notorious prisoner whose name was Barabbas. So when the crowd gathered, Pilate said to them, Which do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For Pilate knew it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. Now as he was seated in the chair of judgment, his wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that upright man. I have been extremely upset today by a dream that I had about him. The chief priests and the elders, however, had persuaded the crowd to demand the release of Barabbas and the execution of Jesus. So when the governor spoke and asked them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, But in that case, what am I to do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. He asked, But what harm has he done? But they shouted all the louder, Let him be crucified. Then Pilate saw that he was making no impression, that in fact a riot was imminent. So he took some water, washed his hands in front of the crowd, and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your concern. And the people, every one of them, shouted back, Let his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. After having Jesus scorched, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus with them into the praetorium and collected the whole court round him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet cloak round him. And having twisted some thorns into a crown, they put this on his head and placed a reed in his right hand. To make fun of him, they knelt to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spat on him, and took the reed, and struck him on the head with it. And when they had finished making fun of him, they took off the cloak, and dressed him in his own clothes, and led him away to crucifixion. On their way out, they came across a man from Cyrene, called Simon, and enlisted him to carry his cross. When they had reached a place called Golgotha, that is, the place of the skull, they gave him wine to drink mixed with gall, which he tasted but refused to drink. When they had finished crucifying him, they shed 
out his clothing by casting lots, and then sat down and stayed there, keeping guard over him. Above his head was placed the charge against him. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. The passers-by jeered at him. They shook their heads and said, So you will destroy the temple in three days and rebuild it. Then save yourself if you are God's son and come down from the cross. The chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him in the same way, with the words, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He has put his trust in God. Now let God rescue him, if he wants him. For he did say, I am God's son. Even the bandits who were crucified with them taunted him in the same way. From the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthan. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those who stood there heard this, they said, The man is calling on Elijah. And one of them quickly ran to get a sponge, which he filled with vinegar and, putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. But the rest of them said, Wait and see if Elijah will come to save him. But Jesus, again crying out in a loud voice, yielded up his spirit. And suddenly, the veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, the rocks were split, the tombs opened, and the bodies of many holy people rose from the dead. And these, after his resurrection, came out of the tombs, entered the holy city, and appeared to a number of people. The centurion together with the others guarding Jesus, had seen the earthquake and all that was taking place, and they were terrified and said, In truth, this man was son of God. Hearing the word. Partaking in Jesus' suffering. The last Sunday of Lent, also called Palm Sunday, concludes our journey through Lent with a profound message that interprets the suffering and death of Jesus. The first reading is one of the seven songs found in Isaiah. These four poems present a mysterious figure of God's servant who has no name, but is sent on a mission to God's people, Israel. The first song is found in chapter 42, while three others are placed in chapters 49 to 53. Today we heard the third one, which contains the words of the servant himself, declaring firm resolve to continue with this God-given mission, despite adversity and persecution. 
His confidence and unwavering commitment are expressed through the triple appeal to Lord Yahweh, who has sent the servant on this mission and helps the servant to carry it out. Because of his faithfulness to God, the servant experiences affliction and humiliation. Yet, he faces these courageously. I have offered my back to those who struck me, my cheeks to those who plucked my beard. I have not turned my face away from insult and spitting. What enabled the servant to accept such suffering without running away or rebelling against God? It was the conviction that his mission is important and confidence that God will act to save him. I know that I shall not be put to shame. The church recognizes that the words of Isaiah found their reflection in the life of Jesus, particularly in his passion. Christians in the Philippian community had problems with pride and selfishness. For this reason, St. Paul wrote to them with instruction on humility and selfishness. Philippians chapter 2 Paul teaches that the followers of Jesus must focus on others rather than themselves, that they must be other-centered. To motivate them, Paul gives the best example of other-centeredness, Jesus Christ himself. Described in a beautiful Christological hymn drawn from the liturgy of the early church, this hymn shows that Jesus, while being God, chose to empty himself, taking form of a servant, slave. This act made Jesus one of us, completely like his brothers. Hebrews chapter 2 The hymn then describes the crucial moment in his mission on earth, accepting death, death on a cross. The hymn then describes the crucial moment in his mission on earth, accepting death, death on the cross. Going to the cross was Jesus' act of supreme obedience. Obedience understood as playing his part in God's plan of salvation of the whole humanity. Jesus put his human life entirely at God's disposal with the aim of bringing salvation to the people. Philippians are to follow his example and to live life in the same manner. Philippians chapter 2 The Passion narrative details how Jesus' obedience to God and focus on others led him to death on the cross. In this story, we see a variety of characters and their attitudes. Some of them are sympathetic to Jesus, such as Pilate's wife pleading with her husband for Jesus' release. Others, such as chief priests and the elders, are extremely hostile, repeatedly calling for Jesus' death to the point of persuading the crowd to demand the release of Barabbas and the execution of Jesus. 
The crowd is passive and allows itself to be manipulated by the leaders. Pilate is undecided and hesitant, too weak to defend justice and too selfish to follow his conscience. The soldiers are cruel executioners taking pleasure in the humiliating torture of an innocent man. Simon of Cyrene is reluctantly helpful while the passers-by and the crucified bandits taunt Jesus. Women disciples grieve while the apostles deserted him and ran away long before the crucifixion even began. These characters represent a full range of human responses to the death of Jesus. Yet, the central point of the Methan narrative is made by the Roman centurion, who upon Jesus' death declared, In truth, this man was son of God. This statement, coming from a pagan soldier, is shocking. He unknowingly expressed what Jesus' death was all about. As God's faithful son, Jesus willingly chose to go to the cross and through his blood redeem the human race, including pagans such as himself and even his enemies in Jesus' non-violent acceptance of suffering and death, the centurion recognized God at work and was the first to imply that Jesus' death had a profound meaning. Jesus' suffering and death was not about bad luck, misfortune, or a judicial error. It was even not about the hostility of the Jewish leaders. Instead, his death on the cross was the supreme demonstration of Jesus' concern for us and his obedience to God without limit. Even to accepting death, he was truly God's faithful suffering servant. His cross stands as a sign of his free and uncompromising adherence to God's plan for the sake of us all. Approaching his cross, we do not see a sign of meaningless and futile suffering. Instead, we see a reflection of suffering and death accepted willingly and given a reason and meaning. When Christians approach suffering as God's servants, they become joined to Jesus' passions. Their own suffering and death become purposeful and meaningful through enduring suffering and death with faith. A Christian becomes a participant in Christ's own death. Contemplating Jesus' passion, we are invited to pray the words of the psalmist who, like Jesus, after confessing the pain of suffering, was still able to speak words of confidence and hope. 
I shall proclaim your name to my brothers. Praise you in full assembly. Listening to the word of God. Undoubtedly, one of the iconic figures in African history is Nelson Mandela. He may have had his own human flaws, but he is generally celebrated by many for his commitment to his vision. His desire to see a state of affairs where blacks and whites can live together without any racial segregation or inequality and to champion the inalienable rights of every South African brought him much suffering. He paid an expensive price for the realization of this dream by spending 27 years of his earthly life behind prison bars. It was a long, winding, and rough road to freedom, but perseverance made it possible. His passion for this vision overflowed into his mission and brought about a change in his society. The profound words of the Roman centurion, In truth, this man was son of God, give direction to the readings of today. In Jesus, we find a perfect example of a son who was faithful to the Father even unto death. He embarked on a mission of love and his passion, and death was a consequence of this mission. The commitment of Jesus to his mission, as recounted in the Gospel, resonates very well with the description of the mysterious figure in the book of Isaiah, and at the same time offers us a model of discipleship, partaking in the suffering of Christ. There is a West African proverb which says, A man in search of honey need not fear the sting of a bee. Indeed, nothing good comes on a silver platter. The tone of the liturgical readings for Palm Sunday throws light on our mission as followers of Christ. There are joyful moments in following Jesus, moments when our Hosanna is loud and sweet. However, there comes a time when suffering stares glaringly at the face of every true disciple. To be a Christian is to choose to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, not sometimes, but all the time. Jesus never promised that following him would always be smooth. Like the characters in the gospel narrative, in times of suffering, we may choose to deny Jesus, betray him, run away, turn against him, or make the noble and sublime choice of a faithful disciple who journeys with his master through thick and thin. The unfortunate side effect of the so-called prosperity gospel that has become the toast of many Christian communities is the negation of suffering. Suffering has been made to appear incompatible with the Christian message, and a person who suffers in any way is often regarded as not having enough faith. The passion of Christ, as recounted 
in our gospel text teaches us that suffering is not a sign of lack of faith. Rather, faith makes suffering endurable. We are called upon not to carry a wooden cross to Golgotha, but to persevere in our walk of faith with the Lord. For some, the cross can be found in a broken marriage or an experience of rejection. Others have to endure their passion in moments when an employer is unfair to them and they are not treated well. Some, too, have to carry their crosses in moments of failure in an examination. Every one of us would have to carry a cross sometime in life. In all these experiences, Paul offers us the words of the beautiful early Christian hymn as a source of inspiration. Being in every way like a human being, he was humbler, yet even to accepting death, death on a cross. And for this, God raised him high and gave him the name which is above all other names. When we persevere in our various missions and partake in the suffering of Christ, we too come to share in his glory. A man in search of heart, need not fear this change Action. Self-examination. When the going gets tough and trials come my way, am I able to hold on to my faith in God? Or do I easily lose trust in Him? Response to God I choose to unite my present suffering with that of Christ and to offer them as reparation and atonement for the sins of the whole world. Response to your world In the footsteps of Simon of Cyrene, how can we help those are weighed down by the crosses they carry? For example, are there some practical ways by which we can assist those in the margins of society? Prayer Lord Jesus, you overcame evil by the power of love. Your faithfulness to the plan of the Father has brought salvation to the whole world. Help us to see in every cross we carry a blessing in disguise and the path to eternal life. Amen. <laughs>